Welcome to JV Reads the T. The T stands for tarot, honey. I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. Each week, I am joined by a guest and I read their tarot cards. I use the Wild Unknown deck and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit decks by Kim Kranz to dive deep with a special six-card reading. And, of course, we go on usually pretty related tangents. So grab your wand, light a candle, and let's spill that tea, honey. What is up, witches and bitches? Welcome back to JV Reads the Tea. My guest today is Tracy Barnett. Say hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hey, there you go. Um, Yeah, I kept up that energy very smoothly, and I feel very good about it throughout the whole intro. Yeah, I mean, you 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 held on to it. It's 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 admirable. It is so difficult, listeners, because y'all will be listening to this. Yeah, actually, I believe y'all will be listening to this on my birthday, which is pretty fun and exciting. Nice. Um, (laughs) I am thirty-one, as you are. as you all will be hearing this yay um but uh well where was i going with that right um the day we're recording this i have had exactly one hour of sleep and i have um and it it's been a long day and a lot of things have happened but we are here and we it are is here. exciting and speaking of being here um that is not a good segue but we're doing it anyway that's okay um, we're gonna roll with it <laughs> There's, um, there's no need to apologize for segues today. This is a safe space. <laughs> Yay! Um, there, where would people um, have found you prior to this slash interacted with you maybe previously? Uh, it is probably tabletop role playing games. That yes. is that is where I have spent most of my my time and creative effort for the last ten years or so. Um, I'm online at the other Tracy. Uh, T-R-A-C-Y. You can find all my stuff that way, uh, all my games on itch and so on and so forth. Uh, I podcast some as well. Uh, If you listen to uh, Val Patron's Creature Report, I was uh, recently on an episode of that. I'm I'm slowly but surely uh, working my way onto the side projects of everyone who's doing Losers of Love Story. Uh, (laughs) And both um, uh, JV and Val have been on my podcast, 15 Minutes of Fave. That's actually where JV and I met uh, for the mm-hmm. first time, was recording that podcast where we talked for an hour and a half on mic and then a, another hour off mic about Birds of Prey and all the things tangentially related to that. Oh, uh, yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I make games. I do podcasts. I try to do whatever I can creatively to bring in money to live because capitalism is a hellscape. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oof. Oh God, it's such a hellscape. Yeah, I keep I keep running into like the knock-on effects of it, and mm-hmm. it just keeps making me more and more upset and more and more like despairing of ever not being in the situation because the reality is the pandemic has stripped a lot of things away, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pretense that's gone now mm-hmm. and whether it's, you know uh, no, I work from home and fuck you. I'm not turning on my camera and I'm not getting out of my pajamas for a week. Right. Hell yeah. So it, it happens on a personal level, but on a, a macro level, like there, no one's hiding 
the heinous shit that's happening anymore, nor are they apologizing for it. They're not getting out of the way of it. It is Mm -hmm. obvious what would help millions of people and literally no one's doing it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a white person. I'm non-binary grew up socialized male, like comes with a lot of privilege. And boy, if you can't look at this current situation and have all of your illusions stripped away and, and want to, fight for yourself and your family and then also fight to make other people's lives better as you're able to i don't know what the fuck to do with you at this point in time (laughs) right oh my god like okay one small side effect during my day of capitalism very through not my car dying that wasn't the thing that was the subject of capitalism that was the subject of time that was that was time that was time fucking that up because well and also the cold, which I guess mm-hmm. technically is global warming. Therefore, you can link that back to capitalism. Very easy. Just general. Anyway, that's fine. Um, but when the battery in my car died today um, and my stepdad was like, I can fix this. And I was like, great. Immediately saving me money because we don't have to go to a shop to do this. Perfect. Wonderful. Great. Except he went to go pick up the battery they looked him dead in his face and told him that battery was $150. And I was like, what? Like, Because on my last car prior to this one, mm-hmm. I believe it was 40 Like, <laughs> the battery was 40 And I was like, it, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Like, just, it, it was yeah. so ridiculous. Um, Batteries have gotten expensive. Mm-hmm. I, I had to replace the battery in my car about five months ago. And... Mm-hmm. It was a hundred ten for like oh my the, god the, the copper battery oh oh and we have we have the silver for one twenty five and we have the gold battery for one sixty you get free oh installation god. with all of those <laughs> and what is the difference between these batteries Jan I would love to know um- <laughs> fucked if I know the the, the, the colors cars are different the the car ended up not actually being functional after that anyway because i think something's wrong with the starter so it's now been sitting in my driveway for about five months and i've been either getting a ride with my wife or walking to work Mm. uh so i'm just yeah i'm gonna get rid of that car soon and you know um just be a super a super mobile parent to be oh yeah we're having a kid in june that's definitely going to come up during this conversation because it for sure will yeah and like I'm not necessarily stressed about it. Like I'm here for the change. We weren't planning on this, but at the same time, there are moments where like when you see all of the threads sort of weaving together and you're kind of like on a balance beam with a bunch of different forces sort of pulling on you, it feels real, really easy to topple over mm-hmm. sometimes. And I, I'm trying to make my, my, my topplings uh, localized and 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 more contained because increasingly more and more people are affected if i tumble you know what i mean yeah. like i can't just i can't just give in and and like fuck off for a day or a week like mm-hmm. there's too much there's too much um and mm-hmm. i i care about the people in my life too much to and that, i include myself in that right because wallowing in a toppled state is not helpful um 
Mm-hmm. I almost used the word productive and then felt immediately gross and changed it to helpful. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also learning how to like value myself outside of the context of what I provide uh, or mm-hmm. produce into the world. Anyway, we haven't even read the first card. This is amazing. We and yet somehow, to be honest, I feel like it's going to come up again. <laughs> oh, oh, probably. <laughs> like, well, the- We'll get back to that. We, let's put a bit of that. We will absolutely come back to it. Um, but yeah, like I, I will specifically the being on um, the having to having to sort of make sure that you don't make sure that you don't topple over, uh, mm-hmm. making sure that that happens. I completely, completely vibe with that. I've been just lately also fun thing for everybody listening as you listen to this you can listen to birds of prey outcry that is out as of this episode um again this comes out on my birthday therefore um and that is the release date of outcry because of course it is because i pick dates that are important to me so i can remember (laughs) so i can remember when (laughs) when yeah. i'm supposed to release something or when something started um like previously it was new year's every year was when my podcast would start um mm-hmm. just felt good to ring in the new year with a with a new season of a show uh which is always nice but um the uh like in doing all of the editing that i have to do to make this at all a decent sounding show which in fairness, all the actors, amazing. Everybody has done a fantastic, like, absolutely stellar job. Knocked it out the park with, like, all of the things that um, that they've managed to do. Like, they've mm-hmm. been great. Good. Everybody's home sounds very, very different. Mm-hmm. Like, just very. Like, every studio has a different tone to it, which is so wild. Like, it's as yeah. <laughs> And it's it's only really a problem when you have to make all of them sound the same, yep. which is doable, but it's basically magic. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's basically yeah, I magic. I can't tell anybody how I did this. Well, so know. so I edit for uh, the One Shot Podcast now. Um, yeah. I, I do all the episodes uh, that that go up on their feed. I've been doing that since uh, August of twenty, and like there's been a distinct vibe change because I was editing older audio originally, which was all uh, mm-hmm. one track on a zoom call, not a zoom call, but a zoom recorder, like the, the handheld yeah. recorder. And now they're doing all their recordings remotely. So mm-hmm. like this most recent one that I'm working on right now, I've got three people locally who are all on good quality studio mics in a non echoey room, all feeding into a zoom recorder. So one track. Mm-hmm. And then I've got two people who are on their own tracks from home. And like oh. one of them is a, is a professional streamer and podcaster. So her, their, their track was cherry. Great. No yeah. problem. And the other person was not, and it sounds a cut better than a laptop microphone. Right. Hmm. So like I have to do a lot of fiddling around with their track 
to try and make sure that the quality matched everyone else's and that when I cut music in underneath it, mm. I could use consistent levels for the music and not overwhelm anyone's voice mm. while doing that. Oof. Yeah. Also, you know, when someone's not uh, a professional or they're maybe demoing their own game and they're nervous, there mm. are a lot more vocal pauses to cut. Oof. So like Ooh, I'm because so the ethos of the, of the one shop podcast is all everyone who plays needs to sound their best and most capable, right? If you're on yeah. that show and you fumble a line or you stammer, your stutter, or you go, um, uh, like, yeah, it, uh, all that gets wiped, right? Unless mm-hmm. there's crosstalk that I have to keep in, you sound right. clean, mm-hmm. but you know, it takes time to, to get that done. Um, Oof, so 1000%. Yeah. But it is a it is a skill and a and a task that I am only occasionally capable of doing. Like mm-hmm. I, that's one of the reasons I love doing a scripted thing is because I don't have to worry about people's level of confidence with things. Mm-hmm. I just I don't have to worry about it, which is so nice. Oh, oh my god, it's so nice. Like when the words are just purely written down directly in front of you, and you can adequately read them without dyslexia or something like that getting in the way caveats all around because Mm -hmm. let's be real (laughs) i have like listening to me read something like listening to me read any of these tiny little things like for example looking at this the way this text is laid out on this page is that is a that font's a choice it really is and and also, fun thing, you can't match it. You, like, via those, like, cool font matching softwares. No, you can't match it to any, like, any font. I've tried. It, there isn't a font that it's matched up to. Meaning it is most likely the handwriting of the actual author. Which yep. makes me so angry. Because <laughs> I want nothing more than to put this in digital form so that I have it. Again, I will never distribute this. For legal right. reasons, I will never distribute this thing. <laughs> but also, but, like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to be able to, like, have that there so I can, like, copy and paste something if I need to, like, into another document that I can send to somebody. So, like, here's all of your cards and here's the meaning attached to them, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, definitely. Cause, yeah. And because you can't OCR it, so... Mm-hmm. Yep, it's just, you just get an image. So yeah, reading through things like that when it's, when it's like this, bad for the dyslexia, let me tell you, bad, bad as hell for the dyslexia. (laughs) It just does not work. Uh, But like, but yeah, listening to me read through any of those, I am halting and pausing every which way, but, or more accurately, just reading the words that I've read billions of times, by the way, like I've read the first one of these which well which i also realized i just spoiled for you what your first card is technically that's um, okay because I mean, I'm, I'm i'm pulling mine up too so now i've got there's there's mine there you go oh very yeah. pretty very, yeah, very I love pretty this deck. I like that one yeah um but yeah like i've read this card i mean hell like the listeners will recognize this card from last episode like it literally was in the last recording that they would have heard from here um but like i I know that if I'm going to read through this one, I'm going to fumble so often on this one just because I, I 
uh, my cadence on reading things is honestly very odd, which is why it was a weird choice to become an actor, uh, well, specifically a voice actor and a I, storyteller. You know, I, I don't, I, I'm sure I know more than, than the two I can think of off the top of my head, but I only know a couple of people who, who have dyslexia and both of them are in creative fields, yourself and, and James D'Amato. I mean, he's talked mm-hmm. about it on this very podcast, so I'm not too worried about like yeah. out of that. And mm-hmm. both of you have leaned into it in very specific ways. And I think <laughs> yeah. that it seems like it's, it's, if not an intentional choice, it is something that the energy I at least get from both of you is that it was going to be inevitable that you actually confronted it in your life and chose to do something that directly challenged its presence in your brain. Yeah. And, and you know, there's, there's power there, like whatever, whatever form that takes, like you're, you're both doing amazing things. So, you know, this is true. This is true. Uh, Like it's true insofar as like, like to be clear, not the, I wasn't referring to the talented part. I will admit to I'm I'm just bad at I don't know. I, I'm I get very nervous about sounding extremely conceited often without it sounding a little jokey because ninety percent of the time when I am saying something that sounds if we're looking at it unfavorably, mildly full of myself, um I am ninety percent of the time actually joking. Mm-hmm. Um but joking insofar as like, eh, I'm all right. It's moderate. Like everything's pretty even keeled. Everything's pretty normal. It's fine. Um, <laughs> not a, yes, I'm fabulous. I'm like, I am a perfectly good human being. Yay. <laughs> so that's where I, we go. You know, if, uh, I don't know. if we, if, if, if we're feeling it, we can just take the breaks off tonight. We can both just be self-aggrandizing and, and, and amazing. Like we can just, tell, yeah. we can just be as fucking awesome as we actually are. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to slay. Um, uh, but that does make me a little sad. Today I was supposed to be listening to, or well, I was supposed to be on a Zoom call with somebody in London. Um, specifically, we were supposed to be talking about like um, the history of drag. Um, mm. Like there's a, there's a, a talk, but I was supposed to talk to that person before that. Um because I'm writing a story that they have information on. I was going to get that information, like some mm-hmm. of that information from them. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that didn't, uh, that didn't pan out listeners that did not pan out. Still sad about it. Still salty. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> everything will be fine. And speaking of everything will be fine. Your first card, the moon, mm-hmm. the moon. Um, now the moon. I, I'm a fan of this card, and part of that has to do with with last episode. I will obviously you have not heard it; it is not out yet. Um, <laughs> it, I literally recorded it yesterday, um, <laughs> so it is absolutely not out yet. But um, this card is just the creative space, the dark the the darkness within the creative space, or rather, more accurately. Within the creative sphere, there's often a touch of darkness somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is there. I mean, t- typically because that's there for literally everybody. Like, let's let's be honest that darkness can exist everywhere, even if you don't think of yourself as a creative person. Which also, if you don't think you think of yourself as a creative person, you are ninety percent of the time probably lying to yourself. You do have elements of creativity within you. The way in which they surface are going to be different for each person. However, 
if you've got them artsy vibes. Um, this is this is definitely a uh, a card that I find sort of represents the space it, the that particular space. Um, this is in the past position, certainly, mm-hmm. um, but what this seems to huh okay so the things that just generally need to be overall remembered with this card is that um within the realm of they call it in this card the shadow realm which feels weird to me i don't know that i mean yes kind of i kind of get it but also like call it the subconscious right call it the the that the Mm -hmm. the the muse the internal morass from which creativity springs exactly this is where the dream this is where our dreams are born as our fears and the mysteries that drive us um this is where they reside um Uh uh-huh now, from that, and from staying with it, one thing that can come from staying in that darkness, this is again things if you things you know if you are an artsy human being in any way, shape, or form. Um, if you're not careful, you spend too much time in there, you can uh, develop extreme anxiety or extreme depression. Um, <laughs> if you examine that corner of everything a little too hard you might get a little sad about it um this is a thing that might happen um uh so it's important to know to like acknowledge when that is happening and when you may need to step out of of that space and in order to come back stronger um yeah yeah, there's a there's a lot of of resonance there because mm-hmm. like I've been actively pursuing creative things for almost a decade now mm-hmm. and my favorite mode of operation when it comes to making something is the is the very beginning, actually before the beginning of making mm-hmm. it, right? When the idea hits like a bolt of lightning or to carry the metaphor from your card forward sort of bubbles up right from the mm. darkness. Yes. And its shape isn't fully known because to fully know it, you've got to remove it from the darkness and set it out into the bright sun and start chipping away at it and hammering it into the actual final shape. Mm-hmm. So the space where things are still, it could potentially be everything, right? And you can dream so big about what future this could bring to you. And Mm -hmm. the problem that I have had in the past, and I've been getting better about it, it it still happens sometimes, is that what I dream about can be wholly disconnected from reality. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Where where (laughs) I let the... Again, I'm just going to keep the the metaphors laid out by your card there. The, Mm -hmm. The shadows of the moon, like of that space... Mm-hmm. blot out the common sense things of there only being so much time in the day and only <laughs> being so much effort I can actually put in even within the context of the time I do have mm-hmm. of being able to, you know, when I'm, when I'm daydreaming about a new project and I go something like, Oh yeah, well we can make print copies of it. Totally glossing over the fact that every time that I've had to handle print copy fulfillment of any project that I've ever had, it has put me behind by at least six months. Mm. because i'm bad at it Mm. It, it's 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 a it's a hurdle for me but in that mode i'm just like nah i can do this right (laughs) like for for me that darkness is it's it's a 
a mm-hmm. breathing and powerful place. It totally. is it is where I am at my strongest and also my most vulnerable because mm-hmm. all it takes is a dose of reality to just knock me on my ass mm-hmm. and to then suddenly despair because the beautiful things that I imagine in the darkness are never going to come to fruition. It's never going to be as good as it was in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, flip the table, right? Like it, <laughs> you know, and, and I've Oof. gotten... Relatable. And that's been that's been a lot of my past. That's been mm-hmm. relationships. That's been mm-hmm. creative effort. Like that major disconnect operating from that from that place of disconnectedness. Like it's caused me a lot of fucking problems. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. like I I'm guessing I'm on the older side for guests on this show. I'm I turned forty this year. Um. And like, I think Ryan uh, is Ryan older than you. I'm not sure. Uh, this Ryan actually Pol- just occurred to me that I yeah. This occurs I, to me that I have never asked Ryan how old they are. I think I think Ryan's younger, but not by much. Uh, yeah. But but even still, like, mm-hmm. it's it's funny because listening to some of the other episodes, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've heard you. You know, I, I'm I'm 30. I'm I'm dust. Right. I'm ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but, that, but then, and then like hearing mm-hmm. hearing MJ be like, "Well, the twenty one year olds at work have called me mom, <laughs> right?" And MJ is twenty six, you know. Yeah. So like, I spent most of most of my childhood and high school years diving into books. Like, mm-hmm. I did not grow up in a horrific environment at all. But crucially for me. I didn't learn how to actually engage with and process my emotions. And I also was very much wired wired to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And I come from a family of uh, chameleons, if you will, right? We will mold Mm -hmm. ourselves to shape the situation that we're in. And Mm -hmm. so you throw all that into a blender with a healthy dose of Christianity Mm -hmm. and you get someone who in their twenties doesn't, know who they are at all they don't even if you if you subscribe to like uh val patron's ethos of we're all playing roles all the time which i very much do Mm -hmm. um like i didn't even know what roles to put on at the time and so i made a lot of assumptions about the kinds of effort and actions i needed to take like ridiculous string of of relationships in my early 20s got married to my now ex-wife when i was 26 Mm -hmm. like i didn't know even the slightest bit of what the fuck was going on with me until my early 30s and and i don't i mean that literally like yeah just lost and it's only been within the last three or four years that i've really gotten my feet underneath me and I'm really happy about the progress that I've made, but the temptation mm-hmm. to, to jump back into that moon pool and just be like, yes, let the realm of potential wash over me. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that so- hubris isn't the exact reason that I opted to Fuck. give myself exactly a month, exactly a month to fully have every piece of audio edited for an audio drama 
I gave myself a month, y'all. I have a like multiple jobs. I have at least one full-time job and then in addition another part-time job. I and I'm a caregiver on top of that. Like I I gave myself a month. <laughs> a month. Yeah. Um Be- and because yeah. Because mm-hmm. like when when you're jazzed about the project project, when you're hearing the voice clips come in, you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be awesome. And then mm. you sit down to edit the first time and you go, Oh shit, they're all in different studios. <laughs> well, right? even then, like the thing that has come up more than anything has been where people were rec- like where in relation to their microphone they were mm-hmm. recording. Like where I am right now is generally this is about the distance that i tend to go with my microphone usually there's a filter in front of it for um reasons um Mm -hmm. well i mean yeah there's a windscreen thing on top of it but like i would prefer to also have the pop filter too but Mm -hmm. i couldn't put that in my bag and bring it on with me over to work so here we are um here we are on this day like this today um but uh when i Like, when I cast people, I didn't think... Well, partially because I was asking a bunch of people to do me a favor. Um, therefore, I did not um, ask them, now, while you do me this favor, can you make sure that you are exactly 18 inches away from your microphone? Mm-hmm. Which is not actually what this space is. It's more like a foot, but, like, yeah. sure. Um, like, <laughs> I need you to be exactly a foot away from your microphone. Um, and I need your gain to only be so high. Because mm-hmm. I... I then I can work with that. I can actually more easily level that. That'll be fine. Y'all will sound then more just generally already like y'all are already in the same place. Mm-hmm. Nope. I didn't think to do that. Did not yeah. do that. So now everybody, oof, I, there was, um, oh, I did also have to recast like several people actually because of, uh, um, had to recast one of the leads uh because the person who was um playing the well in this case the black canary the person who was playing mm-hmm. the black canary initially um ran out of time as far as like being able to like a lot was going on for them and i i don't i don't blame her at all i am yeah. in literally no way shape or form upset however when i did recast her I recast for the person who didn't know that um, that uh, Dinah's name was Dinah and not Dina. Um, that comes up in the script a couple times, and well, um, who? Uh, that was uh, <laughs> yeah. that was a hectic. That was a hectic phone call. I was like, hey. It's pronounced Dinah. That's a joke that like I don't know that anybody's gonna get. Um, it's a <laughs> wine and grime related joke. Um, uh, but like, yeah, I am. Um, that those were the little bits of like reality that came to sort of hit me, which is like you. Oh shit! And I actually, mm. if I thought today was bet like last week was a little bit worse than this. Like today was <laughs> there was um so last week on Monday. I was in a work meeting. Um, sits and considers whether or not to cut this part. Whatever. No, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Um, my coworkers <laughs> in here. This I don't care. Fuck them. Uh, I was in a meeting um, that was honestly already before my work shift. We were not starting off on a good on a good foot. 
this woman decided she was going to come in here and talk to us about trauma. Okay. Wild that this is during a work meeting, but all right. Um, like we're, it was like something about trauma informed, like, um, decision making and like being empathetic towards that. Like it was a, I don't know. It was a good concept. Like the concept Mm -hmm. is good. 10 a.m. on a Monday is not when you embrace that concept. Like that's just not when that happens. So I, um, I was sitting there like, I'm just, I'm not really like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be distracting, but I also am going to just keep getting ready with my day. And then a coworker of mine, I won't repeat exactly what she said, but basically she um, spent a good chunk of her time as a, as a teacher. She's an, an older woman now. Um, she started going off on, on um, the, on the school system and how the school system would um, would medicate um, students, like would just like would just you know, oh mm-hmm. no, we're diagnosing all these kids and we're putting them on medication, um, and that's like, and we're putting all these labels on them, and I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Like, so I already was like had my hunch, like had my haunches up. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, but more problematically, because this is the mindset of a human being that like was one of the reasons that I didn't tell anybody when I realized I had dyslexia or ADHD. Mm-hmm. I knew, I know when that was, I was like 12 when I re- no, not 12, excuse me. I was 11. I was 11 when I realized that. Cause my friend, um, <laughs> my friend had that and told people, and he got taken out of the classroom, put in another location, and also medicated to the point where I didn't really recognize him as a human being anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, but that was also because he had an overbearing mother. But that that's like the other part of the medication part was the overbearing mom bit. That's sort of important for that. But like, there's that. Then also there's the fact that uh, the school can't prescribe anybody anything. They are mm-hmm. a school. They literally cannot do that. It's literally illegal um so right yeah um so, so she was saying this thing that i'm like you were already talking about something that's not true honey thing number one two y- you are shaming people for taking a medication that can actually help them and i say this as a person taking these medications right mm-hmm. now to function and work in this office like oh hang on a sec um have a good night this part will be cut worry not um yeah. that shall be cut out of the thing um hopefully providing i can remember um where it is uh, 33 good fabulous um so right um and then on top of that she then started listing off a bunch of like a bunch of uh mental health issues several of which are ones that i have so i was sitting there like this woman is really, really right here during this meeting, shaming people for seeking help, like telling people that basically like they don't need like classic ableist things like on top of like just other things. And we are in a meeting like and not to like blow up another person's spot, but like one of the our other staff members literally just got back from having been like 
hospitalized for mental health issues like mm-hmm. literally just got like this was her first week back and i was like what are we what and you're gonna do this during the middle of this work meeting um this also led to just sort of going into this weird trauma spiral um wherein i went back and just sort of relived that little bit of middle school time period which mm-hmm. is not great there were several bad things that happened in addition to that and like i it was it was it was a lot especially a lot to happen on a monday morning at like at that point it was like 11:20 or something mm-hmm. um naturally i called her out um for like saying things that were like extremely fucked up um like during a meeting well while one the people with these identities are in the room but they're like not visible identities so like i could i don't know she's like well this is what i've observed is her response and i was like okay um so then i sit back assuming anybody else in my office is going to do anything we are a social justice organization this is why i was assuming everybody was going to catch on to what i was saying and maybe speak up nope all bystanders every single one of them just sort of let that slide so there was an additional trauma spiral and i haven't actually been able to physically go back into work since then um now my reason for sort of pointing this out is like what the one of the things that that has caused to be a problem is like I realized how much of that organization like I am technically in charge of and how much potential like for good we can do and like the amount of like the amount of change we can make and like all of that Until I get smacked in the face with the reality that people are, well, people are people. And honestly, some people are ignorant as hell. Um, And that Mm -hmm. is a barrier to even when you will feel you are capable of doing the work and helping other people to do the work. The barrier can sometimes be the people who also need to do the work and haven't, Um, which is like a big slap in the face as far as that is concerned. But anyway. Had a few shitty days or less, like two, the last two weeks. But like these, yeah. these two have been the worst. But um, that one, that one in particular was like really, oof, really bad, and has not been resolved yet. It's been a week and like a week, been almost a week and a half at this point. And I'm like, what, what? Why aren't we addressing this? What? Anyway, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so. I identify a lot with this card overall as a creative mm-hmm. card, just in general. I also would like us to point out that we are at that the recording marker of thirty-seven minutes, and we've done mm-hmm. one card. Yeah. I love that. This makes me so happy. Good. I love this so much. It makes yeah. like I love well, I mean, the, when the cards bring up something that's like really, really deep and meaningful for people. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and like I think that the 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 moon and the way your deck talks about it can really mm-hmm. evoke a lot of different things and i think that another reading of it potentially is mm-hmm. like bringing up trauma responses out of the dark right like yeah. i think that's a, that's a, that's a really solid linkage mm-hmm. and because that's what that's what trauma does right is mm-hmm. it it's not always obvious that you have a trigger you know you need to avoid 
in order to not have a meltdown of some kind or not to go into a trauma spiral or whatever it is. Yeah. Sometimes shit just happens because the context is a meeting on a Monday morning that may be useful, but is ill-timed. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And then another coworker is going off on her own shit and shows her a whole ass to the room. Mm-hmm. And you're stuck like skewered by the context and then poleaxed by what someone has said because your defenses are down. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's <laughs> tough. And, and I think, I think my own like desire to recede into the unfettered potential of those dark spaces mm-hmm. comes from a similar place, right? Like those places yeah. are safe. There's no accountability there. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's nothing I'm actually responsible for. It's just mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah. Right. And in those ideas, I can be fucking amazing. I can be grandiose and I can accomplish literally whatever I want to. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like it's like having your creative engine be a singularity. Mm-hmm. And Oof. having That's the ability like to lot, contain actually. it. Thanks. I'm <laughs> but having the ability to contain it and just actively choosing not to sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and even though you know what it does. So one of the things that I have really been trying to learn how to do is like flip modes much more rapidly because mm-hmm. when I'm in that comfortable, warm blanket of potential, I'm deep in my own head. I don't want to leave. I don't want to answer questions about, you know, has the dog gone out even like basic mm-hmm. mundane shit. And <laughs> yeah, like one of the big prods for changing that, like, not just my own mental well-being and the mental well-being of my partner, but like I mentioned, I'm going to be a parent. Mm-hmm. I would really rather not have that distance, mm-hmm. that mental recession come between me and my fucking kid. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. my, I saw that happen with my dad. Like mm. it's different. It's for different reasons. But when when the context isn't what he wants, he retreats mm. and he physically retreats. Like he'll at a family thing, he'll just be like, well, I'm going to go to the bedroom and just, he'll just not be in the room mm. and like, okay, fine. But you know, it, it happened when I was a kid too. And yeah. so like, I think I am more emotionally mature than my father was at my age. Uh, Definitely glad I didn't have kids at the same age. He had kids. Uh, (laughs) But like, you don't get through being a parent without passing on some bullshit to your kids. Like life is not that clean. Yeah, but it's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen. If I can make sure that I am aware and available for my kid and make sure that she has the tools she needs to try and navigate whatever bullshit does come up. Mm-hmm. That's about all I can ask. So yeah. like now little less than four and a half months before her eminent arrival into the world. Like mm-hmm. this is the time to do the work. Speaking of time mm-hmm. and now and present, I'm providing this segue. Mm-hmm. What's the next card? That's literally perfect. Well done on that. Well done on that. So, <laughs> This was a card that gave me a wee bit of pause when I saw it. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I saw it pop up because, um, well, one, again, 
will be recognizable from last week. This was not in this same position. It was actually in the position of the next card Mm -hmm. um, when it popped up. However, this is also one of those cards that we call (laughs) that we call the pandemic cards, or as I will call them now, the panorama cards, because Mm -hmm. of course um, the Panama cards I don't know, that's funny to me. Uh, the words of the Panama Papers just passed through my brain. I was like, <laughs> the Panama cards. Anyway, I'm. <laughs> this is sleep deprivation, y'all. I, <laughs> my brain has gone way off into various places. But anyway, yes, this is one of the pandemic cards. And I, I know that it's that because it is this this little sad horse with a bunch of cups now five of cups yep the five of cups so the five of cups indicates a time of sorrow and uh grief and disappointment (laughs) um uh yeah that sounds like uh that sounds like a panorama to me yeah that's that's why i'm like i I almost don't even know that this one needs to fully be addressed. Like, it's just like, I, this is the pandemic, plain and simple. Like, it, especially now, like, that's, or, or something else has come to an end. This is also distinctly possible. Um, but, like, overall, we are all currently in a situation dealing with, like, Oof, also disappointment. Let's not pretend that disappointment can't apply to the government and capitalism. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Like, there's a lot of things to be disappointed at at this moment. Also, oh, a yeah. lot of things to be grieving. There know? we go. There's there's my five of cups. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you, you want to talk about disappointment? Like, I, I remember yeah. reading this, and, like, the cups are overturned. Like, they're losing their contents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, like... I was actually thinking about this earlier today because um, Tuesday, so I work, um, <clears throat> I work a retail job. It is the best job that I've ever had, um, <laughs> like without question. That the company is actually really good. Uh, as, as much as as a grocery store, like it's a community grocery store. It's locally owned, right? It's a, it's a one. There's one location, um, and they one do of those in my town too. Yeah, I like they, it a lot actually. Yeah. They do a really good job. They have, in fact. Uh, with the increased sales, because sales are up through the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, they have actually given us more in direct financial support than the government has. Uh, we we've gotten fifteen hundred dollars. We've gotten fifteen hundred dollars in bonuses. Oh my god! And the the remainder, um, I've gotten three or four additional paid days off. Where wow. after a holiday, so like after Easter of la- last Easter, right? Like in mm-hmm. what April, mm-hmm. after a month and a half of this nonsense, mm-hmm. they said, "Okay, Easter is on a Sunday. We're closed the next Monday. Everyone's getting paid." Mm. There, because you go. like it had already been that much busier at the store. Yeah. Um. But the, the the fact remains that. Like I work in the beer and spirits department. You and I talked about this when you were on my, on my show last. Yeah. And like, it was a really convivial, like enjoyable place to work. Like every Friday we would have tastings where companies would come in and for three hours would just offer free samples to customers in the, in the one room that we have. There mm. were nights where we would have three or four different samplings going on in the one room. And we had community regulars who could walk there and would like 
walk into the store, do the tasting in the wine department for $3, come back and do whatever we're doing in beer and spirits for a little bit, walk a block south to the other little beer store that's down there and do the free tasting they were having, and then you know walk home toasty for five bucks out of pocket. Yeah. But like we got to know, I know I'm, I'm like acquaintances with one, one of our city council members because he's a regular at the store <laughs> and would come to these tastings, right? Like mm-hmm. it was convivial and awesome. And in the span of a month and a half or less, I went from like enjoying customers coming in to being scared of every fucking person that walked in there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Of having to, cause I was like, the voice in the department that was like, no, yo, this shit is serious. We need mm-hmm. to be taking it seriously. Like we need to stop filling growlers. We need to stop serving pints. of. We could serve pints of beer to customers. You just buy a pint of beer and shop. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was great. But I was like, we need to stop doing this stuff. And mm-hmm. I would say a thing and then nothing would happen. Then a week and a half later, the government would make a new address and yeah, the government we, is then like, no, really, though, actually, backing and, up this person, you do have to do this, yeah. thanks. And and then suddenly, you know, three months after March, we are at a customer limit of 10 customers. Everyone has mm. to wear masks. We have an enforcement policy, which, by the way, this is a small joy. If a customer is not complying with our mask policy and does not listen to a regular service level employee when they say, hey, please pull your mask up or put a mask on, if we have to get mm-hmm. a manager involved. We page Karen. (laughs) There's no Karen that works at our store. (laughs) I'm positively tickled by that. It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, That is very good. But like all of it changed. And my manager, Mm -hmm. my manager has been quarantined four times because of contact with (gasps) people who have tested positive. Oh my God. And like, this is the, this is the guy who is supposed to be like leading ostensibly, right. Mm -hmm. And, and keeping us all safe. And I've been quarantined three times once because actually twice because, well, no, once because my partner had symptoms way in the beginning and we were just like, we're not taking any chances. There wasn't even a policy in place. I was just like, I'm just, I'm not going to be here for two weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I got paid for it. Like they covered it um, mm-hmm. once because my manager had uh, contact and we knew about it. And then I woke up with a mild fever and I'm like, yo, I'm out mm-hmm. until I get a test result. And they're like, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then the, and the third time, because my, my partner had a coworker who tested positive and we had to make sure that we were both. Uh, yeah. Um, but like his is because he has had people over or gone over to people's houses and like, and I, I get it. Like there are things that you can do safely. Like I played D and D in the backyard with my friend's house, but there was like eight feet between all of our chairs. Mm-hmm. And like, we all had our, like if we had to use the bathroom, we were all masked straight up. Like yeah. we were distant and there was a breeze. Like it, mm-hmm. we weren't taking any chances, but having my work environment change to that right and and to having like did you know that if a customer is in a store we 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 mirror body language right as people in society right if if you're if you're even 
actually engaged in conversation with someone, you'll mirror their posture. You might mirror their vocal inflection a little bit. Did you know that if a customer is too close and you start backing away, they're just, they just follow you mm. without, without realizing that they're following you. I've seen that. I've seen I that. have, I've... I have tried to get six feet distant from a customer and have just been like taking measured and like not being dramatic about it. Not like, Oh, big step here. I'm taking, but like, Oh, I have but like, yes, I have seen that. Oh my yeah, God. I don't I'm, know why my brain just paused for a second. Like, have I? No, I have. I yeah. Have but like trying have. to back away from a customer and they just keep following me until I say, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep six feet. And then it is a mixed bag as to what kind of reaction I get. Uh, some people, yeah. some people, and more often people are like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they back up and they stand too far distant. And then I have to like project through my mask so they can hear what I'm saying. Cause we're a very uh, hands-on yeah, shop, right? right? Like we give a lot of recommendations and mm -hmm. advice and the masks make that challenging. But so into all of that comes, okay, well, I'm going to be a parent mm -hmm. and we have to make all of that work. And, like there's a lot of good potential in, in what's going to be happening, but like the context of 40 hours a week of my life is vacillating between boredom and terror with small moments of enjoying helping people. Mm. Oh, and like, totally. fuck that. Just, uh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> and, and like I said, for a job, pretty good. Not mad about it. Mm -hmm. do i want to be there though. at all anymore no i don't want to be there at all anymore yeah I totally and so so yeah that's i mean i think that completely maps onto my specific context you know of, yeah. of of having a place where i felt fuck jv they let me put my pronouns on my badge mm, that is exciting and I like that i I yeah. love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. See, this is the kind of reason that it, this is the reason it is important to shop small and local for that very specific reason. Like that is so lovely. Mm -hmm. And occasionally, yeah. ours did like literally did a benefit for. Uh, first of all, I was unaware they were doing this thing where they're like at the register you round you can round up and mm -hmm. that'll be a donation to this specific place yeah um i went in there not knowing they were doing this just honestly i'm gonna be real they have the best bread there that was the reason i was going i needed a good ciabatta that was what yeah. i needed uh, so anyway so that, i went in there to go grab that um and i get up to the front and they asked me if i wanted to round up i was like that's a fun question because i'd be rounding up to pay myself in so it, tur it, it, tur it turned out that the benefit was for your like your organization yeah uh, like do you want to round up for insert name of insert name a day job i won't give mm -hmm. that here because i did talk shit about some of the people in the org earlier <laughs> whoops queer, anyway queer people in new york are awesome llc mm -hmm. <laughs> there we go, there you go. that's here like, and it was so it was so interesting but then in that moment they're like oh oh can I take a minute of your time to ask, like, how, how can we push this like better? We want to like, make sure that we're helping more. We want to make sure that we're like convincing more people. 
to like round to do that roundup how can we do that what are some things that y'all can do i will just tout my organization for one second one of the things that we've been doing better than again the government and also better than the food bank is we've been doing food distributions on um throughout all of 2020 it was on a weekly basis we did for winter because a lot of these were farm shares so they were Mm -hmm. like direct from the farm these like super fresh healthy ingredients that we would often include like a recipe along with it like um or possible recipe or like just ways like maybe some fun facts about like a certain item that was like kind of I've never worked with ginger prior to like being on this thing. Cause yes, I was also on this list. Um, naturally, mm-hmm. naturally, you know, organize this organization also does do the thing where we do take care of our employees, like along with the regular clients, which is very cool. But like we would like, and so I got to basically rattle that off. And like the fact that we did that and the food, the literally the food bank of Massachusetts could not manage to do that. And they are like, they have an office in our county. Mm-hmm. Like they have an office in our, in the town I live in. And we serve more people in the town that I live in than they do, mm-hmm. which is, oh, and there's also no crossover and overlap between those two groups, by the way, like the people that yeah. they serve, not to, not to put too fine a point on it. They serve the white people. Um, They do. They serve the poor white people of the area. Sure. Fine. No mm-hmm. problem we serve all of the immigrant families who live in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just because they know us. I've known them since I've known all of them like throughout my entire life. Yeah. Like, like the up. people who yeah. own the hotel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I listen to your stories, JV. Yes. The, well, yeah, there's those, there's also the, the, um, the, the Latinx families um, that <laughs> the reason I love Colombian empanadas more than I love empanadas from any other Latin country, because I grew up with the Colombian ones. And once you've had those enough, you cannot switch to the other ones. I, I <laughs> it, you truly can't. There's potato involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. There's usually potato involved in the other one, but like, it's not the same. Like there's potato and there's a cornmeal shell and the cornmeal shell with the potato. I <laughs> anyway, I'm about you're, to get, you're gonna, about you're to gonna make, make me go to Taco Bell after this. Right? If, like I'm about if, to make myself too hungry. I can't if, do that. Anyway, if, if the if the closest substitute I can get is a potato roller, because potatoes are now back on the menu at Taco Bell. Thank you very much. Thank God. I will do uh, now I'll probably just make a quesadilla on my stove, but still. Yeah. Like it's it's that's so good. But like growing up with those families and like them knowing who my mom is. My mom's been fluent in Spanish my entire life, which is pretty cool. I'm mm-hmm. not. She would talk to me in Spanish a all the time and i and not force me to reply in spanish mm-hmm. that was sort of the reason that this didn't work in an effective way also i'm bad at talking to elders and most of these people are older than i am so it is i do just naturally have a thing of like oh no i really don't know how to use these words as well as this other human being does and i mm-hmm. feel away about that so i'm not going to do that but i will relate to this person and be very nice to them i can yeah. do those things it is it, fine that reminds me of uh of high school spanish or high school french because uh i got to the point where i could understand what the teacher was saying mm-hmm. and respond in english but not in french <laughs> <laughs> uh got french i got a little bit better at than i did in spanish i took 
um, you know, like, well, until earlier on in the pandemic, um, I did not ever take Italian. I absolutely took a little bit of Italian during this pandemic. Did it stick? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Duolingo's not bad as a as a thing. Their method of teaching was not super helpful for me. Yeah. Um, but at least they do require you to say sentences, which I do think is good. Um, my pronunciation, I think, for Italian is just not good. I think the way my mouth moves just doesn't work for it. Um, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Um, I did also J- JV's high concept. Italian it's fine. And, um, anyway, it's, yes. Fun things. Um, so... We were just talking a wee bit about um, some of the things about the future that you are looking forward to Mm -hmm. um, and some of the things that you want to make sure that you want to make sure sort of exist. um, Yeah. In this is, this is the the problem card, right? Your growing family. Yes. Um, So hit me with your best shot. This is the problem card is honestly more sinister than if this card were like evil um in any way you know what i mean like this <laughs> it's more the, sinister you're, because... you're 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 getting a look into my inner psyche three mm. of cups huh three of cups got them three little i have no kind of no idea what kind of birds these are but they're just sitting on a sitting yeah. on a tree branch in the sun there we are there's my three of cups Ooh. okay i like it all right yeah this does look like a yeah okay so the fun thing about this is that this is a uh, friendship joy and bounty mm-hmm. i would like to remind you this is in the problem section yeah <laughs> this, would... this very positive and vibrant card is in the problem section this would... is a point of confusion for me just in general this happens a lot like as you've heard this happens frequently and i'm like yeah, what am I supposed to make of that? Mm. Would you like to know what I'm really shit at? Oh, is actually making friends. All right, so there's that. And and <laughs> the and the flip side of it is an extension of the pandemic in that I have some very close friends and I mm. I don't get to do anything with them. Yeah, like not 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 like what I want, and I that sounds. I you know I don't I don't give a fuck if it sounds whiny like mm-hmm. all I wanted a couple of nights ago is to invite my best friend over smoke some weed drink watch like four episodes of chopped with them mm-hmm. walk them back to their place and then stumble back to mine oh, yeah. I I wanted that so badly that I could I could picture every single moment of it mm-hmm. in my head. And I knew it it couldn't happen. And yeah. Like I've made new friends during this year, case in point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, and that's awesome. It it it, it legit really is. But mm-hmm. I don't know if it's if it's a function of just how my brain works or if I have uh undiagnosed ADHD that that operates in this way but the the symptom of ADHD where it's like when you're not physically in my presence 
I forget that you're around. Like I forget you exist. But then when we talk, it's like no time has passed. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing. <laughs> I think it so, might be because of that. I identify with that very hard. Um, yeah. Oof. And that's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but when, when the, the weekly or biweekly game nights and occasional hangouts that all happened with me and my friends of our local gaming group, because we're all friends outside of mm-hmm. gaming, but we we've, we've been a group for five or six years now. Yeah. Right. Like I've seen, I've seen the one couple's kids grow up, you know, mm. like they're, they're my friends and I don't get to see them. And I know these are not unique feelings, um, but that's okay. Cause this is my fucking reading, not anybody else's. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to wallow around in this. Hell yeah. But no, like, I, it, I also fully agree with yeah. you. I, that's been, I weirdly do feel like I've made a lot of friends during this pandemic in a way that I'm like, I this feels a little odd. Like it does feel like a wee bit strange how many people I have met and like befriended over this. Um, but like at the cost of like the fact that I almost never talk to my core group of friends anymore, mm-hmm. or, like to the, yeah. or the core group of friends from prior to the pandemic because that core group has now shifted to a completely different group of people mm-hmm. um i still love and care a lot about the ones who are like those people who are very local to me who i could feasibly go see i mean not like walk down the street and see right, right. fortunate in that regard I, I gotta drive like a smooth 45 minutes to go see my friends um mm-hmm. so i guess maybe that's why i was like a little bit prepared for all this um just a slight bit prepared for all this. like oh yeah well Maybe I'll see y'all. Maybe I won't. We hadn't like been able to meet and play D and D like for a good, like a good long while. That was how we mm-hmm. met. The sort of how our friendships were like forged in the fire, if you will. Yeah, um, but like, I mean, yeah, it's so all of that combined with like mm-hmm. I'm I, I I still feel like I'm just not good at friends and that may sound really strange because look real talk i know i'm well spoken i know i am emotionally astute and intelligent right like i'm i'm we're, we're breaking down all this shit Correct. and i'm like not surprised by any of it i'm just like yeah this is the shit it's my shit i get it <laughs> yeah. but like i see friendships where like people buy shit for each other for for their birthdays or for Christmas, mm-hmm. you could line up my entire lineup of friends up to and including my goddamn wife, mm-hmm. my partner who I'm having a child with. I could not tell you a fucking present to buy for them. Mm. Like, I'm going to be honest. I am so exactly the same on that. I, Oh my God. God, I'm so bad at it. Yeah. And and I realize that that is essentially an arbitrary metric, right? I don't have anyone sitting here going, you didn't buy me a present, mm. right? But I, I, I still see what look like these close and deep relationships. And either I need to accept that I have a lot to learn about how to do relationships like that, which I think I'm hopeful at this point in time in my life, that might not be the case. Mm-hmm. Or I just need to accept that that's not what my friendships look like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
And if that is the case, if my friendships are predicated on, if you're talking about the five love languages, if they're predicated <laughs> on quality time, mm-hmm. well, well, fuck. Fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, because let me tell you, I, I have been playing RPGs with this group on Discord. Like we're making it work. Mm-hmm. Playing RPGs online is not quality time for me. Mm-hmm. It's not because the other dimension of the physicality of the space, the side conversations, the being able to to look someone in the eyes and share an inside joke with just a look, that yeah. shit's all toast. It doesn't yeah. exist. You're there for only the game. Mm-hmm. And that's exhausting to me. It is. It, good RPG sessions in person my fucking lifeblood, right? I leave, I leave them buzzing. I feel great about the world and my place in it and, and my friends and how everything's going. Yeah. A game session online, if we're crossing the two hour mark, unless it's like for a stream where my role is to be on and to perform, not to hang out with my friends. Yeah. It's different. This is going pretty well. Cause this is just a conversation, right? Yeah. Like, but if we were meeting up to play a game together mm-hmm. and there's, it's fine with two people, you add a third or a fourth person into it and suddenly mm-hmm. everyone's got to be on the same page. And yeah. it's so, mm-hmm. so <laughs> difficult. And I mean, I'm sitting here like thinking about anyone who's listening to this and maybe projecting their own context onto the situation and wondering what the fuck is so special about RPGs. <laughs> it's, it's mm. what I do. I yeah. don't think about almost anything as much as I think about games. Mm-hmm. Like it is through action word. Indeed. I have woven RPGs into the fabric of who the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. And so when they're gone in that form, when I can't go to conventions and like mm-hmm. glom off of the social energy of the whole thing and have yes, superficial conversations where people just ask, Oh, what are you doing? And I give the answer and they go, Oh my God, that's amazing. Or pitch my games. And everyone goes, that game sounds awesome. Right? Like, yeah, there's affirmation that is just gone from my fucking life now. Yeah. Totally have I been yeah. doing work to try and shore up my insides so I'm not just a weeping pile of mess? <laughs> Definitely. Am mm-hmm. I probably long-term better off for having done that work? Probably yes. Would I have chosen to do all of that work given the option? Nope. I would have just kept seeing my friends and going to conventions and getting positive <laughs> affirmation. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I was planning on traveling. I was planning on traveling last year. I was planning on going all over the United States. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I uh, I still feel a type of way that I didn't. But now I have, like, several invitations to go to multiple different locations after the fact, which I am so grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, yeah, like, that, I, mm, well, I will... I will admit something on Mike that I know I've admitted before, but I don't know that I um, have fully sort of fully sort of explained this, but um, 
lovely dear listeners i am a nudist this is a thing that i am i this is a just a fact um one of the things that i derive a lot of pleasure in is going to the beach going to the nude beaches that are near ish near ish like one of them's literally two and a half hours away so it's weird to call that one near Uh, that was in vermont like it's very weird to like try to reach that one i love it i'm I'm a midwesterner near is anywhere within a two-hour drive there you go yeah like and the other one is exactly an hour away um which i i love both of them so much the pandemic did not stop me this summer from going to these locations. Now, what it did stop me from doing was being stupid in these locations. Mm-hmm. Also, we were outdoors the yep. entire time, which did massively decreased like the the like most worrying aspects of everything. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people were wearing masks though, because it, uh, let's be real. Masks on somebody who is a nudist looks absolutely ridiculous. It 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 looks mm-hmm utterly ridiculous like have it <laughs> yeah oh god the thought if, that just crossed if, my if, mind if, if you're oh, not no. going to mask up your junk masking up your face seems like a, a, a bit of a thing but i i mean like i'm totally in yeah. agreement with with that action right because i think mm-hmm. about the beach and when i think about the beach i don't know that i've ever been to a beach where there wasn't a, a breeze Right. Yeah. Where there wasn't wind blowing because that's just the nature of, of the climate there. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're staying away from people. You're not like coughing into somebody's mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, oh, OK, I mean, during the pandemic, you're not coughing into somebody's mouth is my is what yes. I'm saying. <laughs> I was like coughing into anybody's whatever. We'll leave that alone. That's fine. Separate separate thing entirely what i am going to say though is that like in these locations because because this is a sort of specific to where i live these beaches are never extremely full like they're or rather (laughs) this year especially they were not extremely full because people couldn't travel in from out of state which was kind of helpful and honestly loki kind of better i kind of fucking loved it um sometimes the people visiting have a tendency to be extremely obnoxious and it just gets really Hmm. I don't need to see more drunk twinks on the beach. I really don't. Thank you. Um, thank you. I don't. Um, no shade to the twinks just overall, but I do not need a messy drunk twink trying to hike out of a place that is liter- literally has just like a drop with a bunch of sharp rocks. Like I don't need, I don't need the stress of seeing that person extremely drunk and thinking, how are they going to get out of here? Mm-hmm. Which that I have that fear every year that's not it has nothing to do with this year specifically other than pandemic stress on top of that feeling it just has to do with with drunk unsafe twinks whose musculature may or may not be able to carry them over the rocks chances are that chances are won't they barely made it in the first time Mm-hmm. There's one that like I oof, the one and only time I've ever gotten a bruise in my entire life was on um which shoulder was it? I think it was this shoulder. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was this shoulder. No. Never mind. My apologies. It was absolutely this one because there's literally no way I could have fallen and hit this one. It was this one. There we go. <laughs> now. Um I love how for everyone who's listening at home, 
Mm-hmm. JV has just been saying this one or this one, not indicating which actual side of the body it's on for any type of visual reference. Correct. The right one. It is the right one. Um, Not the left one. The left one is where I have a tattoo, dear listeners, on the left shoulder. Um, The now right one. Oriented to JV's body. JV, please continue yeah. with your story. Um, yeah. So I... I was trying to walk out. I was with a with a friend and former co-host of mine. Um, and we were carrying these like these well, these beach chairs. Um, but my friend was like a little bit wobbly. He wasn't drunk or anything, he was just like a little bit tired and therefore a little wobbly on his feet. Um, so he like asked me to hold the thing because I am weirdly very well balanced most of the time. Mm-hmm. With the noted noted exception of this time, because <laughs> I <laughs> I was trying to. This was in one of the areas where, like, if you fall, someone is going to have to call an ambulance. Like, there is no like you're not going to be fine after this fall. There's no way it's going to hurt and it's gonna be a problem. So, um, here I am trying to not fall. I start to lose my balance and I'm losing my shit because I know I'm losing my balance. But I managed to sort of pivot like the weight of my body into falling directly into the tree that was like right next to me. So I forgot what kind of tree this was, but it had a really interesting bark pattern. And that bark pattern was transferred onto my skin in bruise form for a smooth two weeks and it is the only time i have ever seen a bruise on me and honestly it was kind of really pretty um there was like (laughs) it was really pretty um the the like i don't know there's like a green color to it that was really nice There, there was naturally purple obviously um but like the green element with that when that popped up and then when the purple started to sort of turn into a well it was more of a blackish color initially then it became a more purple and mm-hmm. the green was sort of there present the whole time. I was honestly kind of glad to see it because in the event that I ever do a kind of acting gig that's going to require me to do bruise makeup on myself, I literally would not have been able to tell you prior to this point whether or not something would look authentic. <laughs> I yeah. can tell you now. <laughs> I can tell you now. Let me tell you. Um, if, if you need to know what it works, looks like a melanated skin. I've got you. <laughs> there you go. Um, and honestly, it was worth it. It was it was worth it because that whole day was very good. And relating it back to the card, that was a. I knew that these trips were risky. I knew every single one of these trips I was taking an absolute risk in going on this trip. But also each and every time I was there, I was like, it's just worth it because friendship, friendship with the people who are here. Also, I, one of the only times when I'm going out somewhere in person where I can, for God knows what reason, become a social fucking butterfly and know everybody and be friendly with everyone Mm -hmm. nobody at these at these places dislikes me it's great i'm i just i feel so comfortable i feel i feel good in these locations it's marvelous i do think it has something to do with the nudity i feel like there's like artifice that's sort of stripped away um (laughs) like oh yes 
I see a lot about you at this moment, and I am fine. You seem like a regular human being. Perfect. Yeah, no, that yeah. that totally tracks. And mm-hmm. I I think that mm-hmm. I there are very few people I think that have taken no risks during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 kudos to those who 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 have taken no risks because mm-hmm. it's extremely extremely challenging. And we appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like for my part, back in late October, I took it upon myself to ride my bike across the state of Ohio. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm a when, mission. When the weather is when the weather is nice, I'm an avid cyclist, and very cool. I got there, there's a there's a series of trails that that literally goes from Cleveland to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few portions where you're on. Uh, surface roads but like by and large like counted percentage wise i think like 85 percent of the route is is bike paths mm. and so i took it upon myself to do that i did not make it the whole way because i had i was bike packing i was overpacked and off balanced and uh my tires kept going flat so when i oh. got my third flat on the third day uh yeah that'll... in columbus i and I knew to make the next leg, I would have to get the bike fixed and then bike 80 miles in the rain the next day oh, to the cold campsite no. mm-hmm. after sleeping in my own bed. I said, no, I'm not doing that. No, um, absolutely not. <laughs> so like, you know, and I wasn't around people. I was masked up whenever I went into, uh, into a place. But the reality was I was traveling across the state you know, mm-hmm. like through counties that were labeled red or purple or whatever it was on the threat map. But mm. like, I also uh, work a retail job where I'm around people for eight hour shifts. So mm-hmm. like, you know, at, did I increase my risk? Not really. I was actually around fewer people that week. <laughs> no, so I, managed I to decrease the risk. It's it's wild how sometimes yeah. that can happen. <laughs> um, I mean, we all need to make whatever choices we need to make. But like, mm-hmm. I think the the way this card resonates for me is the idea that that bounty and those connections they can be tapped into. It just takes more effort. Right. Like it takes time to schedule time with someone and maybe you need the artifice of a podcast to, to, to actually make the time to do it. Right. Fine. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Casual hangouts are not a thing that can really happen. So Mm -hmm. let's, let's make the time the ways that we can, but Mm -hmm. the idea that there will be a time like, you know, thinking about a, a vaccine full future mm-hmm. and like, yeah. uh, Elissa and my third wedding anniversary this fall, like ah. I, like it's, it's, it's basically Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. She'll have time off. I'll be a stay at home parent. If us and our friends are all vaccinated, like mm-hmm. I can see having a backyard barbecue so they can all meet our daughter like mm-hmm. that sounds pretty fucking dope to me it sounds great because i will tell you if you jv want to learn 
how to have grill dad vibes. <laughs> you just got to look at the, you got to look at the face that's looking back at you through these cameras, my friend. I see because, it. I see it. I do. I do indeed. <laughs> because I, I have, I am embracing, uh, I'm going to be a non-binary dad. That is, that is the, the route oh, I'm yeah. heading. And I am also going to be a non-binary trash dad. <laughs> I'm excited uh, about this. This, this stuff great. on the side is going to be going to be poking out from from underneath the hat. Um, <laughs> I love to grill. Hell yeah! So yeah, but anyway, I mean, like going pretty far afield and getting pretty romantic about all this, but mm-hmm. like, it's the hope. It's it the, is the hope and looking towards the future. It's an important thing to do. Well, and it's honestly, actually funny enough a part of the solution. It's well, and it's and it's a through line from the moon, right? Because where does that hope come from? But the, you know, those recesses where you can imagine that anything's possible. So exactly. Speaking of the solution, right? So that is oh, the, it's a sword. Yes, it is the Son of Swords. Okay, and in your hierarchy, yeah, that would be the. So my deck's a little bit different too because I have, uh, I have princes and princesses. Right. This would then be the prince. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This would then be the prince. Cool. (laughs) Because, well, the gender binary, I guess. Sure. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I feel weird about that part of these because, yes, technically anybody could be a knight, which is why I kind of like the knight. Like the, I kind of like knights in various like, well, knights in various suits is actually just a fun. That's a fun play on words that I didn't mean for that to happen, but that is very fun anyway. Um, but like I like the concept of it being yeah. a knight rather than it being um, like a jack or something like that. Ooh, ooh, there's look a, at that. There's a little bit of gender bending that this deck does. It does not I play. Can't. <laughs> nice and loose or nice and nice and clean with everything so that is that is that, one. that is the prince of swords yeah for sure so That's... tell tell me of this prince and i know that i know that your uh your royalty cards uh tend to represent people uh in yes. your in your parlance yeah uh, either people so... or an energy an energy that a person might have um i always i tend to think of these as more often than not an external person mm-hmm. but sometimes and sometimes it is an external person but it's a person we're trying to become or when it's in this position specifically i tend to think of it as this is the idealized version of ourselves that we're looking for and or more accurately i think for this exact spot this is the the Getting to this form will be the thing that will carry us through whatever the problem is. Um, and honestly, this card says push ahead. This card says um, pushing forward, um, making sure, like pushing forward toward goals. Hold on. Let me just actually straight up read the thing instead of. Yeah. Attempting to like just rephrase the whole thing in sentence form. I'm not going to get copyright struck with this. This is not going to happen. Anyway, um, a dynamic creature. The Son of Swords is a man of action, not of grace. 
He pushes forward toward his goal with urgency and determination. To top it off, he's very well educated, making him a force to be reckoned with. Usually, he's seeking approval from the patient and just father of swords, who casts quite a shadow onto his son. Working with this stimulating and exhausting young man can prove to be a challenge. Okay, JV, I need to let you in on something here. Uh, One, you you have... You want to talk about a tarot deck reading you for filth. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) That fucking card, gender markers aside, Mm. is me. Oh, word. Like, the, the... the way that you described that is just, I mean, fucking exactly. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's exactly right. Um, mm. I'm trying to find mm. the thing. So I know that on previous things you have, uh, yeah, this is the one that you've called up like the, the different sort of um, astrology apps and whatnot that you use um yes the app that i am really drawn to is called the pattern Ooh, yes my mom has that one mm-hmm. as do i um i have the, as immediately as i look to my phone because i'm like google i ain't check that one in a minute <laughs> so <laughs> it, it takes your astrological information and then it creates like a map of cycles of your life of of the sort of phases that you're going through and as I have looked through the different sections, like this app has skewered me time and time again. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to read some of the panels uh, under the uh, heading impulsive or willful that come Ooh. up in this app. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, you have a rebellious side and can be an instigator of change. For some, you are an exciting person to be around, but others might be unnerved by your edgy temperament, finding you too unpredictable, hard to contain, and possibly even dangerous. Hmm. Your power can be overwhelming for some people. What's natural for you can feel like too much for others. At times, the energy can, you bring can act as a great catalyst, potentially provoking repressed fears or extreme feelings in others. You might also have a secretive side, preferring to keep your plans and desires to yourself. Whether you're comfortable with it or not, you're different. You may have always felt this way, like you have an imprint on your personality. Hmm. So, hmm. Um, I... Also, I'm 98% sure I just friended you on there. I could be wrong, but I think I just did. Nice. Anyway, yeah, fun fact. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an intense person. Like, mm-hmm. when I get into modes like this, like when we're talking about digging up the stuff and like Mm -hmm. unrolling the carpet of possible traumas and possible influences. And here's all the shit that I have going on right now. I don't Mm -hmm. tend to hold back and I can get very impassioned about things. And like that energy can catalyze people. Like I've seen it happen. That that's how I get jobs that I get is Mm -hmm. like, I bring all that to the table but like it's a very sword like energy because you can only use a sword for so many things. 
without yeah. damaging the sword, right? Like it's yeah. good. You can parry, sure, right? You can deflect away attacks depending on the build of the sword. But you mainly hurt, not hurt, but you mainly cut away things with it, mm-hmm. right? And cutting away things um, is a valuable skill, right? If you can, if you can cut away the unnecessary portions of a conversation or you can edit a text, for example, and and get it down to its truest self. Mm -hmm. These are all very, very good things. Uh, If you are attempting to sit down at a calm dinner with somebody and all you do is cut your Edward Scissorhands and (laughs) like (laughs) suddenly you've ruined dinner and you go Mm -hmm. back up to your room uh, dressed in, in a set of black belt buckles and you don't know why. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and that's a a very blunt metaphor, but but that's that, that's the energy that I tend to bring to things. Um, Mm -hmm. The phrase that was uh, applied to me a lot when I was younger was you just went at that. Like you were killing snakes. Like, (laughs) I don't know what that means. I we don't have many snakes in Ohio, but like Mm -hmm. I tend to leap before I look. I tend to jump in with both feet and someone else's foot, if I can borrow it, like, (laughs) and it can, it can get a lot of stuff done. I can get really great results from it. Um, Mm -hmm. But if that's the only energy that I bring to the party, uh, it's 1230 and I'm bumping turned down for what? And everyone else is like, yo, I got class tomorrow. (laughs) Ooh, fucking mood. Okay. Um, mood and thing I remember from college. Um, oh man, I haven't had that vibe in a long time. I have not, I have not found this aspect within myself in a good minute. Um, you know, or and I guess like maybe that's not true. I, I don't read that being true for you. I think that you channel it better. Mm. Yeah, people. I was going to say, like, for example, the, um, I would say an example of jumping in, um, jumping into something without, you know, a fully thought out plan would be, again, making an audio drama in a month. Um, <laughs> not fully thought out, but I, but even with that, I did spend a good chunk of time planning. I spent the entire time writing, like, mm-hmm. while I was writing, planning. Right. And, and this still managed this... to miss something that I just realized today. And mm. it is, it's shaken me that I did not catch this, which is quite simply the main villain of this thing is a Batman villain that people will know very well because it's Scarecrow. Um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Coley um, because amazing human being um and i loved his version of jonathan crane um anyway um also i just like that man he's very fine anyway um but um scarecrows exist primarily to scare away birds um and i have made him the antagonist in birds of prey I did not make that connection <laughs> until today. Like that's <laughs> it took till today to be like, because oh, he scares birds. Oh my god! And it, like it's anyway. So I'm 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 a huge fan of glaringly obvious metaphor that doesn't sink in. Uh, I had an assignment 
that I got, I got a B fucking minus on this when I was in high school where my sophomore English teacher assigned us to uh, choose a poet, choose a poem by them and to write a response poem in the same meter and rhyme scheme that they did. Right. So my friends, air quotes, friends, and I uh, being the uh, transgressive people that we did or that we were, um, by the way, I'm just going to just total aside here because no one can see this, but me, you've got those like the, the like uh, twist apart licorice things that you're just eating. Basically silent and you can eat them on mic. Hey, well, the way that it looked from here mm-hmm. is that you had a green one in your hand. You put it up to your mouth and you came back with a red one. <laughs> it looks like a magic trick and I'm very here for it. I don't wish to have it explained to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I know that you had the other one in your hand. It's fine. All um, right. <laughs> but the my friends and I decided, yeah, we're going to choose the Beatles as poets, right? Because, of course, in high school, like that. that's what we do. And the teacher said, okay, fine, but you each have to choose a different songwriter. <gasps> so I'm the least vocal of the group. So the two vocal people get Paul and John. Of course they do. Naturally. And I get George Harrison. Now, this is Ooh. not a bad thing. Of songwriters in the Beatles, George Harrison is probably the best of the three. Yeah. My choices though were limited because my knowledge of the songs were limited so i choose piggies off the white album Mm -hmm. and i write a full verse and chorus stanza by stanza response poem that did all of it like i i I nailed it turn it in it was great and my teacher asks me did you know that the piggies was a metaphor for blah, blah, blah in the seven, in the seventies. And it meant this specific thing and so on Mm. and so forth. And I looked at my poem and I said, no, I didn't, but it seems like like that's what my poem is about. And she's Mm. like, yes, but since you didn't know that I'm giving, I'm giving you a B minus. How dare you? Uh How dare you? It just works on multiple levels, darling. It works on multiple levels. (laughs) And and as such, I I am a fan of texts that do that, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that stuff that I've written reads in multiple ways, even if I, it's glaringly obvious later on that it meant this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I love that. I love when that appears. It is sometimes exceedingly rare but like when it does pop up mm, mm, so choice oh so choice um a one slight thought i had relating back to a previous card um was uh surrounding rpgs and playing them in person which i do oh god do i miss that i do miss that i miss that a lot um the problem is I don't miss playing with my D&D group, or rather, miraculously, I don't miss playing with all of them. I miss playing with a few of them, but sure. it's fine. That's fine. It is what it is. But I really, like, w- were it not for the ability to do it all digitally, Loses a Love Story wouldn't exist. And there's also literally, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely no way that podcast could be recorded if we did not do it digitally. There is no way it could happen yeah no 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 that's mm-hmm. that that entire project is yeah. 
is a byproduct of the time within which it's created and the constraints of the medium because the ability for someone to leave a scene if they need to and just walk away from the computer for a little bit without it being like, well, well, I guess um, Mm -hmm. they're just in the bathroom for a little while. That's strange. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like in someone's house Mm -hmm. is, is very weird. The intention with which you all go about it is very, very evident and is one of my favorite things about that show. Uh, In fact, the intentionality of it across the board from safety tools to plotting to Mm -hmm. the way that scenes are acted makes it like one of the best things that I've ever heard in RPG Mm -hmm. actual play. Um, No, it's, it's, it's fucking amazing because I think it transcends so many of the, the barriers of purely improvisational play or relying on the mechanics to drive the story. It is a, a combination of both of those things. Cause it's not quite an audio drama and it's not mm. quite an RPG actual play. It's kind of the best of both. Yeah. Because you all are checking in with each other and caring for each other. And when you need to go to the place that you go to like, mm-hmm. I mean, hearing like some of the shit that comes out of y'all's mouths when you're playing Pennywise characters is amazing. I need y'all to know I'm going to say this on mic. I, every single time that this has happened that I've Pennywise, a friend of mine, I have blacked the fuck out. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, Fortunately, we all at this point, thank God, know each other enough to be like, Let's see if we can distract them real quick. <laughs> Just like if they throw a distraction at me, that'll break the thing. But like, oh God, I like, so listening back to those, I'm always like, what the fuck happened to me? Where did yeah. I go? I don't understand. Like, you, you went where you needed to, and yeah. then you had friends to pull you back. Like, thankfully, yeah. it's, a, it's a safe place. And like, mm-hmm. I do not know her in any direct capacity. So this is a hundred percent parasocial and assumptions, but Addison is one of the most, I'll just, I'll say delicate fragile is the wrong word. Cause she's not that, but mm-hmm. when something hits her a certain way, mm-hmm. she tends to melt down mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's just how she's wired. Great. But mm-hmm. when she is an evil character, mm-hmm. it's otherworldly. It because it is it is, oh it is it's the it's the she says the exact right things in the exact right tone it's like having a teenage girl who can see you clearly than you ever want to see yourself more clearly than you ever want to see yourself mm-hmm. just destroy you with an mm-hmm. edge that is brought from like the depths of hell it's amazing oh yeah Oh, to- it's, oh my god there's it's a, perfect it's perfect <laughs> there's an article that will be coming out that she wrote recently that i got the privilege to hear to hear her read and i it is so good and it'll i think explain a lot about how she's able to do that uh, which is great um not the least of which is she's just a very good actress and there mm-hmm. and i I have learned a lot from her acting wise over yeah. this short period of time, um, which I really am honestly extremely appreciative of. It's just well, been it's, such a great experience. 
it's it's I think it's interesting because if we're going to tie this back into the card that was drawn, right? Yes. Because that forward momentum, mm-hmm. knowing when to be the sword, knowing when to push forward, knowing when to cut, you know, knowing when to 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 do the things that a sword does. Mm-hmm. It's all about context. Context yeah. is probably the most important factor for my life right now. Mm-hmm. Because if I understand the context within which I'm supposed to operate, whether I enjoy it or not, then I know the constraints of what I can do. I know where I can push against those constraints. I know where I need to back away from those constraints. Mm-hmm. And if I can read a given situation and know when I can unsheath the sword basically and like push things forward, then it works great. If I unsheath the sword in a context where all I'm going to do is cause harm, most likely to myself, because a sword is most dangerous and <laughs> to, to the user, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, then I, I have to be continually aware of when I can let that energy loose because it doesn't do anybody any good if I just swing that around willy nilly, you know, I totally do. I totally do. Oh man. I definitely do. Which, um, I think one of the things that is required in knowing, um, in knowing how to specifically, um, in knowing specifically when to draw the sword and when not to requires a lot of psychic wisdom, which is actually genuinely the perfect segue to the high priestess. Oh, um, shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, the high priestess. That's my girl. That transition was masterful, and I'm uh, so proud of myself anyway. You um, absolutely should be, because... But yeah, the High Priestess. Also, like, this is one of my favorite cards in this entire deck. It is just a, it is a tiger, presumably a female tiger, um, just, ooh, uh-huh. I'm speaking of gorgeous, I love that one. Yeah. Oh, very good. But yeah, like this one, and she got like this little like ball of mystery right there. I'm noticing the color patterns on the on the two decks are honestly kind of the same when it comes to this card, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I like I love this one a lot. Like anytime this one pops up, it's so pretty, and it just makes me immediately just immediately happy just to look at it, and also slightly afraid. Like that also gives me the gives mm-hmm. me these slightly. This, I am sl- the I love this, but I am slightly afraid of it vibe. Like how everybody feels about tall vampire lady. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, I mean, so like aesthetically, mm-hmm. I don't have those vibes, right? Like <laughs> fair. I'm, th- I'm this. Like this is. <laughs> I look the way that I do, but like intensity wise. Mm-hmm that completely tracks because that I've, I've got that. I've got that kind I've got that sword energy. Right. Yeah. And if, before you even read the thing, if I'm, if I'm remembering the high priestess correctly, because she's pretty much the same across most decks, mm-hmm. it's, it is mastery of the inner life. It's mastery of the inner world. It's, it's making sure that 
not that you have tamed your inner landscape, but that you know what it is and how it functions so you can engage with it and engage it as needed to to be a functional being in life. Yeah. Yeah. All that seems to be elements of this. I'll read through it. Mystery and psychic wisdom. The high priestess... Uh, wow. Wow. Words. Okay. <clears throat> the high priestess sits in stillness. From there, she's able to access realms others pass by without noticing. The vast world of intuition, dreams, and mystery. She uses silence and non-action to harness this power. Sometimes this card appears to you... Oh, sorry. Sometimes this card appears to remind you to listen more closely to the voice within. Other times, it's a sign to look past the obvious to find what's being kept secret or hidden within a given situation. Acknowledge the shadows. Fucking cycle right back to the moon. I mean, and Mm -hmm. it is the perfect card and like I was very enamored of like high fantasy novels when I was younger, right? Mm -hmm. Like the chosen one narrative, yada, yada. Right. But like the, the, the series that sticks with me the most is the magician series by Raymond E feast. Are you familiar with these books at all? I don't think so. So there's, the 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 first two books are called Magician Apprentice and Magician Master, and then there's mm. uh, I forget what the third and fourth books are called, but basically they 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 focus around this uh, this boy, uh, a, a kitchen boy, right, named Pug, mm-hmm. who gets apprenticed to the local wizard because of circumstances, right, mm-hmm. and the wizard figures out that he has magical ability, but he can't like get him to tap into it through like the incantations and whatnot. It's just more of this primal kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's this war going on where there's literally like a rift in space time and another Mm -hmm. realm is like pouring in. Mm. And the, the end result of all this is you find out that, uh, that the way magic has worked in this first realm is what the other realm calls the lesser path where it's like you have to memorize things by rote and and so on and so forth. Whereas Mm -hmm. the greater path is like an intrinsic, more like, more like D and D sorceress knowledge of magic. Whereas the first is is like a wizard. Yeah. And then as, because of course the series became popular and the author wrote a bunch of spinoff novels and other trilogies and so on and so forth. And you find of course that magic is like this multifaceted, you know, thing that everyone has different routes toward but like the idea of having to strive towards something using tools that don't suit you mm-hmm. and then finding out that there's this other way to tap into things that gives you access to your real power and mastery of it mm-hmm. like that fucking resonates so hard like that's the I'm idea make a, uh, a point of comparison to that where I was like that description sounded like my approach to f- discovering gender and I just mm-hmm. <laughs> well and, and I think wow. that mm. I, I I've been working I I realize in different ways 
to understand the shadows, right? For most of my life. The thing that I think is my big work now is the stillness part, Mm. right? The sitting with it and just knowing that when I need to, I can bring these things to bear. Yeah. Because right now it just gets like lashed around willy nilly and it tends to not, it tends to not be as helpful. Mm. Um, And just in case MJ is listening to this, I want to chime in this real quick that my (laughs) sun, my moon and my Mercury are all Scorpio. (laughs) And my rising sign is Gemini. So Uh, that should probably all make sense. hmm. (laughs) This is one of the only things I, I I literally only know what, one of the other um one of the other of the paper boat squad um just one of their uh zodiac signs um i know that tim is a gemini and that is as far as i've gotten as far (laughs) as this is concerned um Well, I mean, as you might imagine, uh, for my homework for being on this podcast, I wanted mm-hmm. to listen to the show. So, of course, I listened to all of the paper boat members that I am most familiar with uh, and James D'Amato. So mm-hmm. I'm partway through MJ's episode and then Addison's is next. Mm-hmm. Um, Addison's is great. I love that one. Oh, God. I The only one I haven't had on yet, and I've been trying to convince him to come on. Andrew. Andrew, you're next. You are. Because we cannot complete the squad with that. We we got our, our show producer, and we still haven't gotten you yet, my guy. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, I figured it would just be a lot of fun. So hopefully that'll happen relatively soon. Um, dear listeners, go uh, go bug Andrew about it on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, I am yes, I am in multiple group chats and can just ask him directly. <laughs> go bug him on Twitter. I think but it'll ex- help. <laughs> external group pressure is always uh, effective in the way to go. Um, it can be. Uh, uh, JV, are you sure you want to swing your sword that way? <laughs> Do I? Maybe. I I think if you do, you do. I mean, you know, we're gonna, (laughs) is it what I want to do? I don't know, but it's, what's going to happen because that's where I'm at right now. Um, slash I'm going to do both of these things. Anyway, (laughs) I am just going to directly ask him, but also it'll be funny if when I ask him, he, we've already recorded it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it'll just be like that fun little Watch it be literally like the next person, like the immediate next person after this. No, that tracks. I mean, that would be so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the I I think the high priestess is is, is I mean, it, it literally is the perfect cap for for all of this. The only Absolutely. other card that I think could have been similar is like the magician or something, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Because those are both about about manipulating energies, but the magician has a more chaotic kind of nature to him, and the high priestess ha- there's a there's a stillness, right? Yeah, like you never you never think of the high priestess moving 
in action, you always think of her like in a moment of quiet Mm -hmm. just after she has acted or before she's about to act. Yeah. And that's that moment of quiet, I think is the thing that I really want. I would love to have like more of, I want to take, I want to take those moments and like store them up. Yeah, I totally get that. I will say this card reminds me. (laughs) This card reminds me a lot of um, a general. uh, An interesting thing, because the concept of the high priestess being relatively still um, and sort of sitting there in that stillness um, and somehow that giving her the ability to access the things beyond. um is a relatively European concept because let me be, let me tell you the high priestesses that I've encountered from um, some other religions, we shall say um, Mm -hmm. have been some of the most lively people. And I love that. I love that so much. Uh, uh, One of the, okay. I will say this also for the lovely people out there, which is um, I practice voodoo on occasion. Um, And when I the, one of the reasons I love voodoo and look, looking up the stories from voodoo is literally that a lot of these, like a, a lot of the holidays and things that come up in that general faith are straight up parties. And it is mm-hmm. so fun. It is like, it, 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 there's a reason that like, you know, New Orleans voodoo is a thing. Like, and why it is just seen as this, like, ubiquitously amazing and fun thing. Because it is. Like, there's very little, very little darkness actually goes on there. Yeah, some of the stories might be just a wee bit dark, but typically, they're not. Typically, they're um, exciting. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, that like, one of the holidays that um, is the most interesting to me um and also the most fun because it comes up like right around Halloween every year um, is uh, what in the Catholic faith is all saints day. But um, in, <laughs> but in voodoo is uh, the fetged, which basically does mean almost the same thing, but it is the, um, the, uh, the festival slash feast of the spirits uh, of the dead, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um and it's basically go party with your go party with your dead great grandma it's a good time (laughs) turn up for what it's so good i love it it's so great um there is one more card yes there is yes um before we move on to the animal card uh real quick i dm'd you a picture of my of my five cards ignore the text that's along with it i think there was a message that i somehow didn't send that got stored oh Ignore uh, the text. Just look at the image. So those are that, that that's that's your close up of the uh, mm-hmm. of the cards. So you can actually see what's up with yes with okay. my deck. It's yes. a beautiful deck. It's the only deck I own. God, it is so pretty. Oh my god, the Shimanet Tarot. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Are that? Oh, those aren't. Okay, never mind. I was like, are those tentacles behind her? That is not. Um, they, they... Not quite, but a little bit, yes, also. Yeah. 
Like it's the little swirly bits that sort of confused me. Mm-hmm. They sort of did look a little bit like suckers, but they're not. Well, That's I, I think um, they're designed to imply that too. Yeah. I don't know if the octopus is a is a card of a is a card a, a card. Well, yes, a card because there is an octopus card in the second deck. But mm-hmm. like um, the octopus in general, in terms of imagery, has always been a source of mystery and also weirdly adaptability. But like that, that um, makes sense. It does. It makes sense when you think about the actual octopus, like just as a being, as a weird space creature. Nobody can convince me they're actually from this planet. I don't. Yeah. I don't buy it. I do not buy it. I. I will eat squid. I will not eat octopus. They freak me the fuck out. Also, they have weird mouths, and I don't know, they're, animals with weird mouths freak me out. <laughs> they are way too intelligent. Yeah. And like just the knowledge that they can like squeeze through a tiny crack at a wall and just like be wherever they want. Like I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. I can't I can't deal with that. Do you like the animal that you've pulled for me? Well, the animal I pulled for you is the vulture. Now here's the thing. Vultures are fucking awesome. Thank you. Okay, because that was where I was about to go. Cause I <laughs> in the concept of saying the word vulture. That can bring up some thoughts in people's minds. And I do not think, well, apparent, this deck doesn't think so either. The literal opening line of the reading of this card is, the vulture is perhaps the most misunderstood creature of all. <laughs> um, but prior to that, it does say that the vulture represents guardian and purifier, essential for rebalance. That... So. That is, that's actually, that's some really good uh, fucking energy to go forward with because like vultures are a vital part of the food chain, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they, they provide a, a link in the process of decomposition that actually gets things going again. Here, let me, I'll, yeah. let, I'll explain it. It's, it's actually funny enough. The next line. This intriguing bird balances our ecosystem and prevents the spread of disease. It does the dirty work that no one else wants to do and cleans up our messes. The vulture appears when there's a situation that needs to be purified or brought back into balance. Remember, the vulture is greatly undervalued. What you thought was a mistake or tragedy is a blessing in disguise non-binary dad energy literal oh my god i'm go- <laughs> mother motherfucker i'm gonna be a parent oh. i'm going to be the stay at home parent uh, like elis is only gonna get so much maternity leave mm-hmm. once things line up freelance wise i'm leaving my retail job as soon as i can to get stuff ready to go and like there's going to be a baby coming and i'm going to be the primary day-to-day caregiver for this child Mm -hmm. like the idea of cleaning up messes preventing disease and doing the shit that nobody else wants to do Mm. is going to be my existence oh it shall oh it shall indeed there's a solid reason that i am very grateful i do not have children and that there is honestly at this point no natural way that that could happen i'm greatly appreciative um well and but if you if you circle that back into the capstone of the five card reading Mm -hmm. of the high priestess 
it's not the major super life altering thing that everyone says that it is. Not yeah. that I'm being arrogant and going, oh no, I'm going to be a different parent than everybody else. My baby's not going to. No, things are definitely going to change. Mm-hmm. But if you take the energy of of the vulture and the willingness to do what needs to be done, yeah. and you combine it with the energy of the high priestess and that calmness, because that calmness also is a setting of boundaries. Yes. Like we, we, we've been reading um, a book called Bringing Up Bebe, which is about uh, an American expatriate talking about how children are raised in France. Mm. And there's a lot of stuff to discard because she's a rich white woman living in France. Yada, yada, yada. But there is a mindset that is instilled in by her telling it a lot of parents in France where your child is a person from the moment that they enter the world and you should treat them as such. Uh, and this means not just treating them with respect, but setting boundaries for them. Mm-hmm. The, like the idea of a child not sleeping through the night until six months old or whatever mm-hmm. is like six months is a long time in France. Mm-hmm. They call it doing their nights. <laughs> and there are some French parents who have their kids, quote unquote, doing their nights as early as six weeks old. Huh. And like some of this is like kind of like woo woo. Hey, I don't know if that's really a thing. Right. But the idea that, that you are setting boundaries for your child and saying, no, this is the way we behave. We don't behave this way. Mm -hmm. Like really early on sets you up for a lot of success later. And it runs very counter to the uh, American permissive, I don't want to stifle my child's creative growth bullshit. That just means that you're actually really not setting any boundaries for your kid. And right. suddenly mm-hmm. um, you're being run roughshod over. So like, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I really, really, really like the combination of the knowledge and self-assurance of the high priestess combined with the no if we need to get down into the shit we're gonna get down into the shit Mm -hmm. because we're also buying a house that needs work done on it like we're Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of other things that are happening here it's you know it's 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 finding it's being calm in the moment putting the kid to sleep and then going and editing a podcast or yeah editing a document or writing a game or whatever it is like Mm-hmm. this shit is not going to stop for me. Yeah. And so I have got to tap in. I've got to build and tap into a deep well of calm and assurance that I can have at the ready mm-hmm. so that I'm available to go into the shit. Exactly. Well, cool. You have figured out the exact path that you need to follow. Now it's just a matter of fucking doing it. It's it's great, but the thing is, this is a moon moment. Mm -hmm. This is all theoretical right now. Mm -hmm. The trick is actually doing it. Ah, yes. So That is always the trick. That is always the the most complicated part of having developed a plan and having developed a course of action that needs to happen. Um. Oftentimes, I feel like the very specific thing that we need to remember to do 
comes back to a thing that I... I don't remember when the first time somebody told me this was. I fully don't remember. I don't think I was in school at the time. Like I, which is kind of sad um, because of the thing I'm about to say, which is um, to actually take a moment to truly pause before responding to a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, wild that nobody is nobody told me that while i was like in elementary school or like middle school or even high school like i'm pretty sure i was in college when i heard that the first time it's it's an american mm. thing to not talk about it in yeah. this book that i talked the the french book thing mm. there is a thing mm. <laughs> called the pause that mm. french parents do that mm. like they stop and they take a moment before responding. They ask their kids to wait a moment Mm -hmm. before they get a treat or it's, it's delayed gratification in this case, right? In in the parroting sense, but Mm -hmm. like it's a thing because the other part of this aspect of this, again, I feel like I need square scarecrows around all of this. This American Mm -hmm. woman's version of French parenting is, Mm -hmm. And she does research. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm channeling your energy right now. I'm it's finding all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, the idea that a parent, part of a parent's job is to put up small barriers in the terms of bound, in terms of boundaries mm-hmm. for their child. So their child will learn patience. Like, yeah. great. That's mm-hmm. fantastic because I don't know that anyone has ever taught me how to do that because the idea is that once you are an adult, you can do whatever you want Hmm. and you don't know how to set boundaries and limits for yourself. You don't know how to operate within constraints. Yeah. And the best work happens when you know the constraints. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. I really like that idea just from that standpoint of, no, you need to tell your kid, this is a firm no. Mm-hmm. This thing's a firm no. This one over here is a firm no. Guess what? Everything else, you're great. Yeah. Right? We, we have three rules we follow. We follow mm-hmm. those three rules. You can do whatever you want to within that, that, the rest of that context. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. This, mm, mm. I like it. If, I'm wondering if part of that, well, no, actually, never mind. I haven't formed that thought properly, and I do not know where it would go. Like, nor do I really have, I think, the mental strength to go down a fictional rabbit hole about fairy tales. Like, that was where my brain was about to go, and I, I cannot do that because my brain literally cannot take it. It can't. I will fall apart. Were but- you about to- were you about to hold up fairy tales as a cautionary reason to set a boundary in a child's life so they can, that they can learn a lesson? No, I was going to point out a Western, um, a fairy tale from the larger Western world that deals with boundaries um, and boundaries being set and what happens when they are trespassed upon a lot of the classes it's like bluebeard look it mm-hmm. up y'all yeah. know anyway <laughs> yeah and, and and that one that one's pretty mm-hmm. darn dark 
mm-hmm. and very patriarchal and has Sex a lot of tell, for yeah, sure <laughs> and has has a lot of problems with it but like mm-hmm. fairy tales and folklore in general are ways of transmitting lessons or ways of understanding the world mm-hmm. and i think a lot of them involve cultural assumptions about how a person should comport themselves yeah and you know have been uh defanged by disney and uh (laughs) the desire to you know retell stories that have already been told Mm -hmm. um but that's new here or there so I, I i can see that you're like if there's a battery gauge next to your head it is like it's, yes. <laughs> well, I also am looking at the, I'm looking at the top of recording, and I'm like, I do need to lock down this building eventually. Yes. Um, but I think, just generally, well, there's always the possibility. I I have up to this point have not had repeat guests, but you can always come back literally whenever. I would love that. Um, um, and also, I, we can hang later. Like that sounds yeah, good to me. <laughs> it, it definitely does. I was going to suggest. Mm-hmm that maybe JV needs to have some tea red. Ooh, this is distinctly possible and true. Slash, I love that. Um, and I I like having my car tread. It's always, a, it's a thing that is always very, very interesting. It's a vulnerable thing that I tend to not allow myself a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Okay context for that a wee bit i am a weirdly open book when it comes to the internet it is (laughs) when it comes to the internet i understand wildly open and just mm. when it comes to like in-person readings like even like i'm talking even my friends who do reiki i i was like no honey don't do it (laughs) <laughs> don't, don't do want, it you don't want to um, get near this energy the reason it's like you there's a lot happening and i literally can't have you can't have you peeling in here because mm-hmm. here's the thing if you start moving shit around and i'm not able to handle it and put it back together we will have a problem <laughs> and i don't want us to have a yeah. problem <laughs> yeah, that totally so, makes sense um but if yeah. if you mm-hmm. ever because Again, I'll reiterate, mm-hmm. my deck doesn't fuck around. I love so it. Mm-hmm. if if you ever would like to have that experience of having, because this has been a very collaborative thing in this podcast is, is very much your energy and the guest's energy in general. So mm-hmm. if you would ever like to have me on and I'll whip out uh, my deck, uh, just whip out that deck and give you a read. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> I found that very funny. I would love that. That sounds actually great. Um, I I like that. I like that a lot. That, look for that upcoming episode, my dear listeners. There you go. <laughs> and if you ever, if you, if you would like to have me on as a repeat guest, I would suggest mm-hmm. both logistically and also spiritually uh, <laughs> at least three months post the birth of my child. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> that checks out for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. For several reasons that does check out. Yeah. Um, I suppose now is a good time to sort of remind the people, generally speaking, where they can find you on the internet. 
You can find me anywhere as The Other Tracy. It's all one thing, capital T, capital O, capital T, R-A-C-Y. Games are theothertracy.itch.io, theothertracy.com is my website. Current podcast is 15 Minutes of Fave, which J.B. Hampton Van Zandt has been a guest on, where Mm -hmm. we did basically the same lengthy (laughs) thing, except it was directly talking about Birds of Prey until it wasn't. Oh, yeah. And that episode I put, I, I did not paywall past the first 15 minutes like I usually do. That one, the whole episode is just up on the main feed. I love that. Uh, because I wanted, to get a taste of, I wanted people to get a taste of what the bonus content was like. And mm-hmm. JV, you are uh, some tasty bonus content. Yay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, go and listen to my work, buy my games, uh, if only because... I have a family to support and I could really, I would really appreciate the assistance. So yes. um, I hope you do it because you, you, you like me. You think my shit might be cool, but uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Dear listeners, please do follow up as you guys already know. I do this every time. The links will be, of course, naturally speaking, the, the links will be in I, I want to call it a description box. And I know that that is a YouTube thing. <laughs> in them show notes then all of the things you need will be in them show notes honey all of them so naturally when you just scroll down and look at them you will find links click on them it'll be perfect also you can just check out the website and also fun fact we now have an actual website instead of the podcasting website from before why because i weirdly thought that i didn't know that this side project would go anywhere (laughs) here we are however many episodes later and it's not stopping y'all because i enjoy the hell out of this this is so much fun Ooh, i love it um so and uh total aside for your closing uh if you want to want me to tell the people to roll into some music i am prepared to give them some music yes 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 Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, that's perfect, actually, because I shall now do that thing. Be well. Do as much good work as y'all possibly can while also, again, remaining safe. We are in a panorama. We are in Panama. <laughs> Panama! <laughs> Panama! <laughs> We are in Panama. Stay safe, honey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, turn up to some the Mountain Goats, specifically the newest album, "Getting Into Knives." Hell yes. Also, that title. <laughs> that title is so appropriate for me as a human being. Um, I love it. Um, and of course, naturally speaking. I don't know why my voice dropped like all the way to there and became Southern as hell, but like, you know what? Sleep deprivation is the answer to that question. Um, but yeah, stay safe out there, y'all. Oh, also check out the rest of the stuff at Paper Boat Productions. Okay, yes, and stay safe out there. Mm-hmm.